Good evening, and welcome to Ari Mac Network's American Freedom Podcast. Tonight's podcast is brought to you by Michael and Dale, a pill company which is canceled by the left. My pill. Call them at 800 544 8931 to order your pills. American pills are great. And mypillow.com. It's an amazing company. On today's podcast, we will speak about the COVID 19 pandemic that Dr. Fauci likes to speak about the BA5. We spoke to a Jersey COVID vaccine person on today's podcast. We also will feature Biden in Israel. And also we will feature more on today's podcast with your host, Ari Rack. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the podcast on American Freedom Podcast. Tonight is our 60th podcast, which is remarkable. Um, Congratulations to American Freedom uh, Company. It's not a real company, but the Ari Mac Networks is celebrating tonight their 60th episode in American Freedom, and we have quite a few announcements to make in this podcast. Um, but first, let's get to this Dr. Fauci, um, BA5. But first, we have a clip from the New Jersey COVID 19. Center. Um, I was in Patterson for this interview that I did an interview with a person that that was trying to get people um, to get vaccines. Car number forty-five, please. Go ahead. No. Um. Can I ask why um, I should get my COVID vaccine? Um, to protect you from being um, on a ventilator. That's the main reason to do it. How if do you know? No how do you know? How do you know? Um, how do you know if I'm going? How do you know my age? I don't. It's for anybody to keep them off of a ventilator. I'm saying that. Um, I'm saying that COVID protects your immunity. The vaccines don't. That's how you feel. That's how you feel. I worked for an immunologist for seven years, so I feel a little different. How do you feel? I feel like um, 
basically people that get vaccinated stop other um, infections and diseases from spreading. So, for example, chickenpox was a big thing when I was 10 yeah. years old. Nobody gets chickenpox anymore. Yeah, because they're getting immune from vaccines. But I'm saying that um, if you get COVID, God forbid, I'm saying that um, those um, those that immunity lasts for a long time. Uh huh. That's what I'm saying. Gotcha. Can you believe it? Oh my God. She says that she wants to, uh, she believes that she, whatever she believes in, I, I allow her to believe in the opinion of whatever the heck they believe in. But, but you, people hate when they, people get scared. When they hear, but, oh my God, people get scared when they hear the word, but, yes. Um, I was going to say that people have their own opinion and their own freedom, and that's the First Amendment, and we discuss that. I was saying that um, that the COVID-19 antibodies, I for, by the way, during the interview, I was trying to find that word. I couldn't figure out the word antibodies. I was in a rush to, people are always in a rush somewhere. I was in a rush to catch a bus on the way home. And I had um, spare time. I saw them. I'm like, Jesus, you know what? Let me do, let me do this interview. Let me bother them. I'm, I'm an American patriot. I would rather bother these people um, and, and tell them what the hell I, I believe in. <laughs> I, already bothered, I already bothered um their phone line. They don't, and I, I, I tell them every single time that they called me, by the way, um, I said, why should I get the vaccine? Why should I get the booster? And they tell me the same exact darn thing. You're, you're going to be preventing yourself from being on a vento. I'm like, I'm young. I had COVID twice. God forbid I'm I'm like you you're telling me that the vaccine will prevent me from being on a ventilator? Oh my god. I don't know what the hell is in that va- we we know we know that it's mRNA. NA vaccine, but there got to be more to it. Our good friend, our doctor, our good doctor just passed away, Dr. Zelenko, unfortunately. He was telling us all about it. Man, I wish I can, I can find out more from him. Um, 
about this vaccine. He was he was telling us, don't take it. It has other crap in it. Like um, what he call would would say. Joe Joe Rogan didn't take the vaccine. He's not vaccinated. He said he's not gonna get the vaccine. I would I wouldn't have not taken the vaccine if I was um if I didn't go to work um or if I didn't go to school. I wouldn't have not taken it. But I I have to I had to take it because I. I was forced from my work job. That's what's going on in this world. You see it in your in our own eyes. We're being forced by the by the left. We're being forced by these people. Get your booster shot, shot now, in order to go to work. I'm like, hello, religious freedom here. Goodness gracious, people. I'm not getting the booster um, because I had COVID. I feel fine. I, 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 my, my opinion is that COVID helps your immunity system better than these booster shots. And um, they're going to say to you, booster shot forever, basically. Um, and my brother, all my... All my siblings, except for one, believes in the same thing. I, I'm telling you, folks, it's it's a ridiculous world out there. And Dr. Fauci himself came out and said, "Well, I am coming out of the the basement of of my of my basement of hell. I'm saying that." I was wrong. You were wrong forever, Dr. Fauci. Um, and you finally come out of your basement of hell. And you're saying that um, COVID it, um, protects people. The antibodies protects people. He didn't really say it that way. But he's basically saying it like the uh, bo- the vaccine never worked. I'm like, what the flip here? What the hell is going on here? They finally, people are leaving the NIH in swarms and also the CDC in swarms because they're telling, I want to see James O'Keefe, if anyone anyone, uh, can email Project Veritas um, a letter, a write an email. And CC me to it. Um, Facebook message me to it. Take a screenshot and send me the um, the message on Facebook and tag me in. I want to see. I want to see a whole Project Veritas series with CDC and NIH. Um, what the hell is going on over there? I would like to see that. They already did Twitter. We're going to speak about Twitter also in today's podcast. I forgot to talk about that in intro. Um, yeah. But 
This world is going through hell now, by the way. It's going through hell. And we're seeing it in our own eyes, folks. The only thing that I have to say is, we gotta believe in God. God is the only person that is controlling this world. And stuff ha many things good can happen in this world. Like, um, for example, this past week, I got accepted to a shiva, which is a, uh, a, po a post-high school program. Um, for my gap year in Israel, I just got accepted to a um, school out in Israel. Uh, and we're planning to leave in October, right after Sukkot. Uh, we will be we'll be doing this program. We're not sure anything, any details about this, um, the podcast. We'll be doing our podcast every week um, from now until October. We're not sure the after part, but, and also, yes, that's the schedule. Um, next, what happened this week? I was having um, trouble signing up with the Motor Vehicle Commission. I was trying to register, re renew my um, a license. By the way, the New Jersey Motor Vehicle Commission, jeez, it's, it's a terrible system. When you're calling them, you're trying to find, you have to wait an hour wait in order to get it back from them. I, I by the way, I called them one day at like 11 o'clock. They called me back. Let me see exactly. I have it on my phone. Um, here. They called me back. I called them. Let's see. The day before. At 11, 12 a.m. And then they called me back at 3.38 p.m. Then I called them back. Nothing happened. 11 away a.m.? And no response until 3.38 p.m.? So messed up, people. And they closed at 5. Oh, be well, are we... It's because of COVID. I'm like, shut up about um COVID. Bunch of nonsense. Get more people. Hire more people. Minimum wage is higher now than ever. Because of uh, people want to um, work for better wage. Thank you to President Biden. Minimum wage is at... Going up to 15 very soon. It's already at 15 in California. Thank you to Gavin Newsom. Mr. Skinny Pants. Well, back to what I was saying. 
and Jersey Motor Vehicle Commission, you're terrible with finding, helping people. Well, we are, we are trying to help people renew, renew their, and get, get their licenses, like immigrants. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's messed up. I, I I honestly couldn't find a single spot until until I couldn't figure it out until uh, Wednesday. When did I call them? I called them nonstop on July on Monday. Tuesday I called them. And then I figured it out on Wednesday. So this week was a crazy week for that. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Jesus. And then I finally got it done. Finally figured out what the hell was the issue. It was a uh, card problem. My, my card is fine. Everything is okay. No need to worry. Uh, yeah. But they say, they ask you, what do you like to, um, uh, um, what do you like to, um, book an appointment for this since you're having an issue? I'm like, lady, I'm having an issue and you have to help me for that issue. Yeah, I'm not here to book an appointment for this reason. So I'm like, you know what? Forget it. Book the appointment. I'll figure it out myself. Have a wonderful day. I booked the appointment, but I figured it out myself. I'm not going down to Patterson um, to to uh, figure it out. I'm I'm Mr. Tough Guy trying to figure it out myself. Jeez, so ridiculous. Thank you, Murphy. Talking about Murphy, he's the um, top. According to some, let's see, let's read this article. Um, no, I don't have an article for it, but he, uh, he was a top, oh, I have a picture for it. Murphy, Murphy's the, uh, took the over as the leader Nation's Nonpartisan Governor Association. Murphy took the reins as chair of National Governor Association from departing head Asa Hutchin, Republican Governor of Arkansas. Seriously, people. Seriously. Top governor? Are you kidding me? Worst governor. Association, I would call it. I would call it the worst governor association of America. Uh, and you know who I put there? Mr. Skinny Pants. And then, um, hmm. Mrs. Who else I would put there? I'd put, hmm, 
Maryland, Michigan. Um, there's a lot of places that I would put under the worst governor of America. Anyways, we're going to take a small break. And this part of the podcast, by the way, is pre-recorded. So we're going to take a small break. We'll be back after the following messages. Before we get into the um, podcast, we have a sponsor for today. Today's sponsor is an announcement for a person that's running for sheriff. Mason Murr, the Passaic County Sheriff. Do you want safety in the Passaic County region? Well, Passaic County, when I go to when I go through Patterson, I see the homeless. I see the um corrupt the corruption around the city. Please vote on November 8th. All Republican people, Billy Prempa, Mason Marr, Alex Cruz, and Troy Oswald needs your vote. Together, we can change Bisset County. Paid for by Ari Mac Committee Club of the Bisset County Committee. Hello, Billy Joel there. Wow. Uh, Billy Joel, what a great um, singer. Welcome back, everyone, to the uh, podcast. Um, you know, and when I when I'm in my kitchen, I uh, turn on the radio. These days, people, music is different than than it used to be. And if you agree with me, I'm sure a lot of people agree with me with that. There's a lot of cursing in the music. You have to put on the bleep. Um, you have to cens- You have to um censor the um the, the music. You have to do a lot to music these days. Music is not that clean these days, and it's not family friendly. That's why I don't play that much music on this podcast. I'm not a fan of um of um. Of 2020s music versus 2008 music. Music has gone a different direction. Um, you have to rap in the song. You have to you have to talk about love. You have to talk about sex and all of that nonsense in music. I'm all about religion. I'm about religion. I'm religion, patriotic, religious person that talks about faith in God, trusting God, and helping people in our country believing God and believing in this country. 
That's me. Next. All right. Let's get into our podcast. Um, Chuck Schumer, we said about this last week. Uh, Did we say last week? No, we didn't. Chuck Schumer... Uh, fully vaccinated, double boosted, by the way. He tested positive for COVID last week, and he is doing well now. But Paul, but we give him best wishes and Rafua Shalema, speedy recovery in Hebrew. Um, Paul Ryan found himself sobbing during the uh, January 6th protest. Paul Ryan, uh, what a terrible man. I mean... Paul Ryan, this is not the man who, um, who we trust, who we, um, want as a, as, who we wanted as a House representative, I mean, um, on a, uh, person, I don't know, man. Paul Ryan, what a freaking rhino. This guy, not a good guy. Not a good guy. All right, man. All right, completely insane. Next, Trump skewers the the soft on crime Democrats in Alaska rally last last week. We spoke about that in the last week podcast. We we um, mentioned about it. Um, Trump loves to skewer a lot of people when it comes to a lot of things, and it's amazing. It's great. How about this, Hunter Biden? Oh my. God, oh my God, what, 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 what's this time when it comes to Hunter Biden? Four chain users hack Hunter Biden's iPhone, release more videos and photos, erratic behavior and disturbing behavior. Oh my God, this is insane, folks. Pretty insane. Hunter Biden is in trouble. Um, first comes the laptop from hell. Now it's coming from the iPhone from hell. What's next? The uh, what is next, folks? The White House in hell. I would love that. Oh. Uh, this coming Tuesday, reminder, this coming Tuesday, Maryland, you have your, um, you have your vote. You have to go out to vote this coming, this coming Tuesday for Senate, House, Governor, and Attorney General. Um, make your voice heard, and there is people out there. Hunter Biden, let's go back to the Hunter Biden uh, case Hunter is crazy, and I, and I don't speak about him that much because everyone knows him. He's a crazy guy. 
He's a nuthead. He's a nuthead. Meanwhile, President Biden himself got hackled by one of one of his own guests at the White House event. Listen to this. Um, play the tape, please. Do we have it? Here we go. Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, 1918. 17 dead, 17 injured. What the hell is he saying? He's saying, Joe Biden says, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School happened in 1918. Now, I don't know anything about it, but whatever. Um, there's a man, there was a man, a protester, listen to this, from Many that despite the naysayers, we can make meaningful progress on dealing with gun violence. Because make no mistake, sit down, you'll hear what I have to say. If you think you let him talk, let him talk. No one, okay. Because, make no mistake about it, this legislation is real progress, but more has to be done. Oh my God. A man who got up during the uh, POTUS remarks, gun control escorted out of the White House event, he wanted to tell Biden what the hell is going on. And he has every single right. And Joe Biden accidentally read. Reads this teleprompter. Repeat it. Let's go. Here we go. Power. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not without. End of quote. Repeat the line. How about that? Come on. Jesus. Right now, in all 50 states in the District of Columbia. 50 states in... In all 50 states of... Right now, in all 50 states in the District of Columbia. Straits, he said. 50 straights and the District of Columbia. Not Cumba. District of Cumba. Where the hell is that? 50 straights. Biden, come on, please. 10 years old. And she was forced to have to travel out of the state to Indiana to seek to terminate the presidency and maybe save her life. Terminate presidency. Not, he meant to say pregnancy. Presidency. Oh my God. You know, I want to see this again. And she was forced to have to travel out of the state to Indiana to seek to terminate the presidency and maybe save her life. I'm looking at Harris back there, and she's like, I want to get the hell out of here. Joe Biden says next. When tens of millions of women vote this year, they won't be alone. 
No, they won't be alone because uh, your your son is terrible, folks. This is a terrible president that just mumbles and jumbles all day long, and I know it, and we all know for the fact. Even the Democrats are saying that he's terrible. according to a new poll, 68% out there um, has said that they would rather vote for another person um, and not for Biden. Next, the ex-NFL Dallas Cowboys Marine Barber uh, number three died from a heart heart stroke. Officials say uh, last when was this? Um, when was this? Oh, June first. Uh, Fria- the Friasco Police Department in Texas on June first was said he was just thirty eight years old. Oh my god. Oh my god. 38 years old. God almighty. That's terrible. Our uh, condolences to their family. Next. January 6th committee. Um, cancel hearings. I, I hate the January 6th hearing. Steve Bannon... Um, has been indicted, um, has been called up to testify in front, um, and he said he would go in front of the, uh, in front, and it's amazing, I'm going to watch it, I haven't watched it. And I think it's a really terrible move to do because you're showing yourself what a loser, what a terrible move to do. I'm not saying that Steve Bannon is a loser, but I'm saying it's a terrible move to do because we want to share. We want to hear them just bicker and, and, um... And uh, how terrible is Trump? How this and that? We just want to hear it. We don't need another Trumper getting in the way of their nonsense and them canceling the Trumper and telling them that this guy is terrible and banned for life. Jesus. Oh, my God. We don't need that. Mr. Steve Bannon has been... Um, in prison, uh, he has gone through a lot throughout his life, and he got pardoned from Trump, and he is a Trumper, and Trump told him not to go because of a lot of things, and he had a meeting with Trump um, before he went. I'm not sure if he went, but I'm sure that he would take it pretty considerably. Next, the 
Remember the food that food box um in 2020 and 2021? Well, it's starting up again. Um, am I a fan of it? In some ways, yes and no. I had enough of my peanut butter in my and my uh in my closet. Jesus, I have so much freaking peanut butter. I don't know what the hell to do. Anyways, there goes that. Uh, free kosher boxes um, throughout New Jersey. You go on teachnj.com and see the New, New Jersey region where the hell you can find a uh, kosher box or any box. Um, these mails are for free. You can find it anywhere that you can get next. Dr. Malone issues a warning about um, about imprinting after Fauci floats a second booster shot. Dr. Robert Malone is a warning immune imprinting Dr. Anthony Fauci singling his backing second COVID vaccine booster for all Americans aged five and older. He says, I couldn't design the vaccine if I wouldn't, if I wanted to be more likely to drive immune imprinting Malone, who helped to invent the messenger RNA technology, the Pfizer, the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines are built on, told the Epic Times. So, um, Dr. Malone is an amazing guy. If you ever listen to um, his interview with uh, Joe Rogan, I would I would take the time and just listen to it. It's great. We're going to speak about Dr. Fauci in, in a few minutes, um, but I'm going through the emails right now and the articles that's coming in right now. All right, January 6th committee key witness Cassidy uh, uh, Hutchin asked the former senior Trump official financial assistance legal help in February after she was subpoenaed by the committee. According to to an email obtained exclusive by Daily Caller, an email sent to the former senior Trump official, Hutchin said she said he... She has had trouble securing legal term and asked for the senior Trump uh, official for help getting in contact with fundraising. Um, yes. And she was subpoenaed to one-sixth of the committee on November 9th, 2020. It was not formally and then January 26th, it was very difficult for her. Um, it's a whole article. Jeez, I don't like it. I'm not a fan. And I do not like what they share there. Hunter Biden could face federal charges related to prostitution experts. Yes, they could. Next. Um, the Uvalde 
shooting. New footage showed 17 cops running away like cowards during the Uvalde shooting. What in the world? Let's see this. They're, they're, they have their gun sh drawn. May 24th at Robb Elementary School, a truck crashed nearby. Gunmen crashed the vehicle. Fires three shots at two men who approach him and crashed. That's the teacher who called the police. The kids are running. And she's saying, oh my god. The gunman begins shooting at the school parking lot. Eleven thirty-three. The gunman enters the school. A young student comes around the corner. and walks down the hall as the gunman is shooting. The gunman fires an AR-15 inside two classrooms for two and a half minutes. Authorities say more than a hundred rounds were fired. Police entered finally. At 11.36, after the gunmen entered, some officers rushed towards the classrooms. Let me see this. They're not armed properly. They're not armed properly. Whether they're armed properly, they should have guns drawn uh, rifles and everything. Doesn't look like this. This guy, you got a guy who has his hands on his vest. Oh my god, he doesn't even have his gun on, drawn. Another guy, uh, let's see. Who is this guy? Has his second guy, um, armed on his, his uh, who doesn't have any gun. There's two guys who have guns drawn. Oh, finally, they got their guns drawn. Okay. Officers retreat the hall to the hallway to take cover. Um, 
take cover after shots were fired by the gunmen. Um, more heavily armed equipment were were delivered. And 31 minutes later, they got their equipment. Still no rescue attempt to happen. Nothing. Going in. At twelve fifty, they killed the gunman. Insane what footage is. Um, now, should they be prosecuted? Yes, yes, I think they should be prosecuted because <sighs> we need to learn more, we need to know a lot about what the hell happened there. And I think it's insane what happened. I would like to know what happened and learn what is going on. And yeah, it's scary. All right, next. Fauci admits the truth. Oh, man. What's it? What about him this time? All right, here we go. Dr. Fauci. To clarify, Neil, there's no doubt that the vaccines themselves, particularly vaccine plus a booster at the appropriate time when you become eligible for a booster, for more than one booster, if you're over 50 years old, you get eligibility for two boosters. One of the things that's clear from the data that even though vaccines, because of the high degree of transmissibility of this virus, don't protect overly well, as it were, against infection. They Keep lying they through protect. your butt. All right, fine. Meanwhile, the NIH millions, 60% of its NIH workers are Leaving, like, in swarms. Florida Democrats curses cops out and takes off uh, after being pulled over for speeding. Listen to this. Uh. 
the window for me. Hands out the window for me. Thank you. Put your hands back out the window for me. What's going on tonight? You know, the speed limit is 40 over here, and it's only 30 on that app. I'm driving crazy down places. You're doing 45 down 9 app, and you're doing 60 down here. Any guns not supposed to be equal? Any guns not supposed to be equal? No. Okay. Are you the operator owner of the vehicle? People have to have respect for cops seriously. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's not right for cursing out police if you don't like what they... Even if you don't like what they say, just freaking respect them. Oh my god. Alright. In Trump news. Trump says he he has made a decision about 2024. Um, the announcement is timing coming soon, he said. On July 14th, he published in the New York Times magazine. He said, it is true. I am going to make decision maybe this. He said possibly this fall. He said. Uh, with the results of a poll, um, Trump is up by a lot, and he has made decision, and he's going to make that decision and the announcement very, very soon, and we'll be happy, and we will air it as soon as he does. Meanwhile, uh, Ivana Trump. What a loss. Death has um, has died. Um, son and daughter of Eric and Ivanka. And who is married to President Trump. Don Jr. also was... Had she had three children, Don Jr., Ivanka, and Eric. She was so proud of them, as well as we're all so proud of 
il va là. She was 78 years old. And listen to this. Ivanka wrote on her Twitter page. With a picture of her mom. Heartbroken for by the passing of my mother. Um, she says Ivana was so brilliant, charming, passionate, and wick wickedly funny. She lived a life to the fullest, never foregoing an opportunity to laugh and dance. I'll miss you forever. And we'll keep her memory alive in our hearts always. Kayla McEnany says, My family and I send love to our prayers to Donald Trump and Ivanka, Don Jr., Eric Trump, and the entire Trump family for the loss of Ivana Trump. Thinking of all y'all, very difficult time. Yes, it is. Thank you. And we send our condolences to the Trump family at this time. All right, next. Let's get to next. Whew. All right, man. It's late. All right. Um, Nancy Pelosi's husband is busted. Um, now Pelosi, Paul Pelosi, is a drug addict. And I mean... Not a drug addict, he's an alcohol guy. He's a terrible man and he should be in bars. Meanwhile, um, should I read this? No, it's fake news, anyways. All right, next. Trump is supporting Hollywood star trashes America hating Brittany Greyer. Grinner. Trump Trump says that Brittany Grinner, January six prisoners. Then I'll give the then I'll give a Donald Trump supporting Hollywood star trashes America hating Brittany Greyer. Nick Sirisi, a few Hollywood stars. Um, this whole Britney Grinner thing. What I have to say about it. LeBron James, you're terrible. You just want um, the, the media to know you about this. It's terrible. And I would say that. This whole Britney Grinner thing is terrible, and I want my my sincere, sincere, terrible. What's going on over there in uh, Russia? And um, it's it's not fun. It's not fun at all. All right, folks. Next. Um. 
There's a GOP person who got arrested because of delegates. Got to get everyone who to the truth. Next, our Monday story last week. Um, tax increase um, as way to repay the state unemployment loan in New Jersey. Republicans in New York congressional delegation and Democrats leaders to fix 9-11 health care. Uh, next. By the way, New Jersey governor is for sure. Oh, New Jersey Republicans outspace Democrats new voters by 9-1 margin since November. There are... 29,809 Republicans and 23,009 Democrats since June 7th primary. Since the June 7th, adding 6,009, hang on, 6,094 more voters. The numbers of unaffiliated dropped by 46,583 during that same time period, according to tallies uh, released by the New Jersey Division Elections. The state has more than 1,011,196 more Democrats than Republicans which represents 5.5% decrease in Democratic um, registration edge 1,070,292 in 2021-November election. So, 776,063, while totaling up everything, comes out that Republicans are leading in New Jersey. All right. A judge blocked an order that, a dangerous order, um, about transgender school bathroom rule athletes. A judge blocked it. A federal judge um, directive form, Donald, um, from President Biden's administration that allowed transgender workers and students to use the school restroom matching their gender identity. It also allowed transgender athletes to join sports teams corresponding with their chosen gender. So this is the directive was blocked by Judge Charles Ashley Jr. of Easton District, Tennessee, of Tennessee, a Trump appointee, 
after a coalition of 20 Republican attorneys general sued last year Rutgers report, um, the plant plaintiffs argued the federal directives clashed with the state laws prevented states from enforcing the their own laws that banned transgenders school bathrooms. He agreed, saying his in his opinion the states cannot continue uh, regulating pursuant to their state laws while simultaneously complying with the defendant's guidance and everything. So, um, the states also argued that Biden administration, Justice um, Department, the Department of Education, Equal Employment, our Opportunity Commission, the defendant in the case um, improperly justified the bathroom um, directive through U.S. Supreme Court decision in Bostock versus Clayton County. In this case, Clayton County was fired county employee. Gerald Bostock's for unbecoming behavior after he um, participated in a gay recreational softball league. Uh, the Supreme Court ruled in 2020 workspace sex discrimination title V2. Civil Rights Act of 1964 should extend to sexual orientation and gender identity. It's it's crazy what goes on. It's crazy what goes on, folks. Um, same bathroom? Oh, my God. What do you feel like? Oh, my God. Folks, it's insane. It's really insane what goes on in this world. I'm not, I mean, I, I hate it. All right, let's go on. Next. Um, what's our time, please? Oh, all right, folks, let's get to our email. Um, uh, not emails. Um, let's get to our videos. Here we go. I told you about California's very liberal governor, Gavin Newsom, new push to become a presidential contender. He wants to be a contender in 2024. His method was to spend a substantial amount of money in TV ads in the freest state in the union, Florida, largely due to Florida's governor, Ron DeSantis, very popular and widely thought of as an actual presidential contender for 2024, Ron DeSantis. Something Newsom clearly is dying to gain. The respect of his own people, like DeSantis has in this state. But he can, he can wait and wish all he wants and spend all he wants. Gavin Newsom almost lost a recall vote last year by his very own voters. I digress. Anyway, before I get into this nonsense Newsom is spreading, full disclosure, I'm now living in the free state of Florida, land of liberty, but I've also lived, however, on the leftist left coast, not so much the land of liberty, but the land of liberal tea. Now look at a short bite of the ad Newsom is running in this state of Florida. Freedom is under attack in your state. Your Republican leaders, they're banning books, making it harder to vote, restricting speech in classrooms, even criminalizing women and doctors. I urge all of you living in Florida to join the fight or join us in California, but we still believe in freedom. Yeah, yeah the books they ban are pornography to children. Chump. 
Not one to get punched and not punch back, and being a recent graduate student of the University of Trump, DeSantis, return fire. Everyone wants to talk about me in Florida. I can just tell you this. Uh, I was born and raised in this state, and until the last few years, I rarely, if ever, saw a California license plate in the state of Florida. You now see a lot of them. I can tell you, if you go to California, you ain't seeing very many Florida license plates. Oh, that's right. But rather than get into the middle of all that, I wanted to show you a tale of two states, a breakdown of California versus Florida. Okay, let's start with these similarities and then move on to the differences between the two states. So the similarities, well, they both have Disney theme parks. That's it. Now for the differences. Allow me to do what I do best, the two states by the numbers, and the numbers are facts, and the facts bear out my thesis that these two states can be further apart the numbers. Populations. Ringing in as the third largest U.S. state, Florida has a population of 21.8 million people. California comes in at 39.2 million people, so a little under double and the most populous state in America, by the way, and that data matters into, it will come into play later. In the U.S., according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, a government agency, by the way, the median household income is $84,352. So, let's do the mash, shall we? Taking into the account the average U.S. household income of 84352 the California family would pay $11,218 in state income tax at the top 13.3%. So Joe Biden's speech in San Antonio, Texas, faced valid criticism even before she stepped on the stage yesterday. For once, she was appearing at a Latinx event, a word most Latinos despise. She was expected to ignore the tragedy only weeks ago there, where more than 50 migrants died in a semi-truck due to heat after crossing illegally, and also ignore the fact that, well, our southern border is being invaded. And then the First Lady opened her mouth. As distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. <laughs> we are not tacos. Oh my God. All right. Air Force One leaves tonight, Tuesday evening, for Ben Gurion Airport, not far from where I'm standing, where President Biden will be greeted by caretaker Prime Minister Yair Lapid. On Monday, the White House admitted normalization between Saudi Arabia and Israel would be a long process. Also on Monday, liberal activists hanging this large banner on a building in Tel Aviv featuring the Israeli and Palestinian flags. The caption reads, President Biden, welcome to the two countries we love most. There is no chance of Israeli leaders advancing movement toward a Palestinian state during this visit. But Mr. Biden will meet with the Palestinian Authority. Axios reporting the president will announce a $100 million gift to the Palestinian hospitals. The Jerusalem Post reporting Mr. Biden will reaffirm his intention to open a Palestinian consulate in Jerusalem, the heart of the Jewish state, despite opposition from Israel. Here's National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. The Middle East is deeply interwoven. I'm not a fan of it. Terrible. And listen to this. State officials and parents are pushing back against schools that are forcing gender ideology on students, fighting... All right, next. Please sponsor food to feed the needy at Maspia Soup Kitchen Network. Hi, I'm Rory White. Biden went to Yad Vashem. 
By the way, when he spoke to you at when he went when he went to Yad Vashem, he said the word Yad Shavim, which is the hand of seventy. He made that mistake and he and it said and he said Yad Vashem. I'm like Yad Shavim is a hand of seventy year old man. Oh my God! Oh man! A hand of seventy year old man. There you go. You got it, man. All right. Next. He's wearing a uh, ultra orthodox kippah. Nothing against that. Biden, when are you starting to speak? Joseph R. Biden, Jr., President of the United States of America, the Honorable Isaac Herzog, President of the State of Israel, the Honorable Yair Lapid, Prime Minister of the State of Israel, the Honorable Antony Blinken, Secretary of State of the United States of America, the Honorable Benny Gantz, Minister of Defense of the State of Israel, Rabbi Israel Meir Lau, Chairman of the Yad Vashem Council, Mr. Danny Dayan, Chairman of Yad Vashem, Holocaust survivors, ladies and gentlemen. We have gathered here in the Hall of Remembrance at Yad Vashem on the Mount of Remembrance, Jerusalem, to commemorate the six million Jews murdered by the German Nazis and their collaborators. The Angkor Choir, directed by Ms. Daphna ben Yohanan, will open the ceremony with the song Walk to Caesarea, written by the young poet and parachutist Hannah Stenish, who was killed behind enemy lines in Hungary in 1944. Hard enough. Next. Intelligence agency and then the Israel police is in charge. Is interim prime minister. 
they would have loved to have uh, such a visit at a moment. Uh, uh, a few. Senator from Delaware. Mr. President, welcome to Israel. Ladies and gentlemen, the Honorable Joseph R. Biden Jr., the President of the United States of America. President Herzog, Mr. Prime Minister Lapid, it's an honor to once again stand with, uh, with friends and visit the independent Jewish state of Israel. President Nixon was the first American president to visit Israel in 1974. I was actually, my first visit was, as you mentioned, as a young United States senator from Delaware in 1973, just a few weeks before the Yom Kippur War. I had the privilege of spending time with Prime Minister Golda Meir. I'll never forget, I was sitting next to a gentleman on my right, one of aides. His name was Rabin. I look back on it all now, and I realize that I had the great honor of living part of the great history of this country. And I did say, and I say again, you need not be a Jew to be a Zionist. The fact is that since then, I've known every single prime minister, and it's been an honor. Form strong working relations with each of them. And now, this is my 10th visit. Every chance to return to this great country, where the ancient roots of the Jewish people date back to biblical times, is a blessing. Because the connection between the Israeli people and the American people is bone deep. It's bone deep. Generation after generation, that connection grows. We invest in each other. We dream together. We're part of what has always been the objective we both had. I've been part of that as a senator, as a vice president, and quite frankly, before that, having been raised by a righteous Christian. We had dinner. U.S. President Joe Biden's visit to the region is anticipated and closely watched by many Israelis and Palestinians. But the expectation... The red carpet is out and the stage is set for Joe Biden's first trip to the Middle East as President of the United States. His predecessor made an astronomical impact on the region, pulling out of the Iranian nuclear deal and brokering peace deals between Israel and the UAE and Bahrain. These two issues are likely to be high on Biden's agenda. Seconds uh, each, and we pick up the conversation right after Camille. So uh, uh, Biden didn't open the new... It's a terror case that has made headlines in this region for more... This matter of extradition that in some sense, the United States... Ahead of U.S. President Joe Biden's visit to the Middle East, there has been growing talk about how it might help... With a lot on the agenda, President Biden is coming to the region to meet the local leaders and address integrated Middle East. He will hold normalization with Israel via enhanced security cooperation. Well, let's take a quick listen to interim Prime Minister Yair Lapid talking about Biden's visit a short while ago. 
We are at the start of a historic week. On Wednesday, President Joe Biden will be landing here, one of the closest friends that Israel has ever had in American politics, who once said about himself, you don't have to be a Jew to be a Zionist. I am a Zionist. From Jerusalem, the president's plane will head to Saudi Arabia. He will carry with him a message of peace and hope from us. Israel extends its hand to all the countries of the region and calls on them to build ties with us, establish relations with us, and change history for our children. Well, to talk more about that upcoming visit, I'm joined from Bahrain. Riyadh in Saudi Arabia. Pleasure having you on the show. Same here. Pleasure to have you. Thank you. So let me dive straight into the most interesting question I think that all of us have today. Are we expected to hear an announcement on normalization with Israel during the Biden visit to Saudi Arabia? Well, definitely we're not going to wake up and... It's an honor to once again stand with uh, with friends and visit the... Do you want to take you live to Israel? President Biden has just gotten off Air Force One, walking down the stairs. He is expected to speak soon. Our Daniel Cohen uh, has been live there all morning monitoring this. You can see some leaders there. He's, um, so I don't. I, he said he wasn't going to shake hands. Is he? I can't tell if is he fist pump. We go with like, the fist pump. Fist pump. There. He said he was not going to shake hands. Oh my God! Fist pumps. Fist pump. Fist pump. All right. Next, let's hear Donald Trump. Here we go. Very important things. And thank you to Ambassador David Friedman and Mrs. Friedman for joining us, along with a number of very good friends who have come from our country to yours as we reaffirm the unshakable bond between the United States of America and Israel. Thank you. I'm Brian. And this is Quiddick. I'm seeing... To be here in Israel, President Rivlin, Mrs. Rivlin, Prime Minister Netanyahu, Mrs. Netanyahu, thank you very much. I am deeply grateful for your invitation and very, very honored to be with you. On my first trip overseas as president, I have come to this sacred and ancient land to reaffirm the unbreakable bond between the United States and the state of Israel. Listen to what Biden says. Here, President of the United States of America, His Excellency Yair Lapid, Prime Minister of the State of Israel, Ministers, Knesset members, executive American president, with whom my family has had the privilege of engaging for over 80 years, FDR was the first one. I am so delighted to host you here in the heart has truly withstood the test of time. Your journey of peace unfolding in Ukraine while extreme... Extremism displaces dialogue as our beliefs. Some of their distinguished... 
is critical to the safety and found in our national. We wish you great success. Moiten. Representing so many different nations and faiths as well. And it's important. Now, you know, uh, seeing Israel thrive, uh, seeing the wildest dreams of Israel's founding fathers and mothers grow into reality uh, that Israel children enjoy today, to me is, uh, is close to miraculous. You always, uh, there, there's a, we use in the Catholic Church a, a, uh, a hymn that's based on one of the Psalms. And it says, May he raise you up on eagle's wings and bear you on the breath of dawn. Until we meet again, may God hold you. All right. Let's continue uh, with Joe Biden. Um, he did terrible in his Israel trip. I think it, it was terrible. Meanwhile, sick of red itchy mosquito bites. Um, it's not the answer to the big question that we've been asking ourselves all day. Would President Biden shake hands with Saudi Crown Prince MBS, the man he wanted to make a pariah over human rights abuses? The answer, no. The president went with a fist bump instead. Here is the de facto ruler of Saudi Arabia receiving President Biden at the Royal Palace shortly after he landed in Jeddah. It was a very quick acknowledgement, and then the president was ushered inside. Before arriving at the Royal Palace, the president descended from Air Force One, not on a red carpet, but a purple one. That's the color of royalty with a handful of Saudi officials. President Biden's next two days are high stakes as he's expected to discuss Iran, human rights abuses, and the issue affecting almost every American skyrocketing gas prices. Here's former U.S. Deputy Special Envoy under President Trump, Eli Kohanim. Traveling to Saudi Arabia while turning 180 degrees. In 2018, U.S. President Joe Biden regarded Saudi Arabia pariahs. This camaraderie, this warmth, this positivity, certainly a very important moment in terms of the uptick, that relationship between Israel and the United States, the two presidents standing side by side. Let's take a listen. Biden's latest opinion figures here. Uh, I don't know if we've got them on the screen, but the uh, but his latest polls suggest that most Democrats don't want Joe Biden to run in 2024. In fact, I think his approval rating is now, this is according to the New York Times, down to something like 30%. So the question is, what's higher, Joe Biden's approval or the inflation rate of a sack of groceries in the United States? <laughs> I thought but, you were going to say, what's higher? What's Joe higher? Biden's popularity yeah. always... No. Welcome back. Well, this upcoming week, Vladimir Putin will travel to Tehran to meet with the leaders of Iran and Turkey. Just days after President Biden ended his tour of the Middle East, coming home empty-handed on uh, promises from the Saudis, as Biden continues to push the U.S. to get back into a nuclear deal with Iran. The lines are certainly being drawn across the world. 
Just talked to him for being here. Had uh, a good series of meetings. Just finished more than two hours uh, meetings with Saudi leadership here in Jeddah, meeting with the king for about a little over half an hour, uh, working session with the Crown Prince and all the ministers uh, from the uh, from the energy minister to the sports minister, all the way down the line, uh, and uh, got the chance to talk to basically the entire Saudi government. And thanks to many months of quiet diplomacy by the staff, we've accomplished some significant business today. First, as you saw this morning, the Saudis will open their airspace to all civilian carriers. That is a big deal, a big deal, not only, not only symbolically, but substantively it's a big deal. It means Saudi airspace is now open to flights to and from Israel. This is the first tangible step on the path of what I hope will eventually be a broader normalization of relations. Second. Normalization of relations. Second, we concluded a historic deal that uh, to transform a flashpoint uh, at the heart of the Middle East wars into an area of peace. International peacekeepers, including U.S. troops, will leave Tehran Island, the Red Sea, where they've been for over 40 years since the Camp David Accords. Five American soldiers died on this strategically located island in 2020, and it's important to remember them today. Now, thanks to the break, this breakthrough, this island will be open to tourism and economic development while uh, retaining all necessary security arrangements and find the Jerusalem-U.S.-Israel strategic partnership joint declaration gives the way to a future of increased partnership. Thank you, Prime Minister Lapid and President Biden. The Prime Minister of the State of Israel will now make his statement followed by the march from Selma. Defend you and your legs must pray for you. And uh, she's going to tell me, I, I just looked at her, she said, we, Ukraine, defend this democracy. Arabia. That represents important progress. Ancient roots in this joint equal Israel share the same knowledge. That's why we're launching a new high-level strategic... President, uh, I want to add... Yes, we're just standing here. <laughs> Question, there is a technical... ...world ever to walk away from Israel. Ties have grown deeper and broader with each passing year and now encompass a 21st century partnership one grounded on ages values and looking squarely at the future. We're here to stay, Mr. President, Mr. Prime Minister. Like it or not, we're with you. No way out. I want to thank you very, very much for your hospitality. I mean from the bottom of my heart that your security, the security is going to determine the security of Jewish people around the world for the rest of the world is critical. Thank you very much, Mr. President. And before we move on to the uh, question, there is a technical change on the stage.
guys work awful hard. Yes, we're just standing here. <laughs> Thank you very much. We will now be taking questions from the press. The first one to ask a question is Ms. Gilly Cohen from Channel 11, Israeli Television. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, I want to ask, will you set a deadline for the nuclear talks or define a certain stage when you will say there is no more opportunity to revive the nuclear deal and what will happen afterwards? Contributor Raymond Arroyo. All right, Raymond, um, the president is in Israel tonight. Yeah, but Laura, the change of location has not helped the primary difficulty here. Uh, this is the president asking, where do I go, just before he left for Israel yesterday. And after landing in Tel Aviv, he still didn't know where he was supposed to go. He said, what, what am I doing now? He, oh my God. Later today, I will once more return to the hollow ground of Yad Vashem. Keep alive the truth and honor of the Holocaust, horror of the Holocaust. And so I hope that we so pay attention to, that, to one another. Laura, at least we can be thankful he didn't compare the Israelis to matzo bowl soup or falafel. So this is. <laughs> oh my God. The big improvement over recent days. But they move him around like a waxwork at Madame Tussauds while the international alliance collapses and the Middle East falls to pieces. Meanwhile, Putin is about to meet with Iran just as Joe leaves the Middle East. Raymond, Good luck Raymond, to that foreign it, policy. He, he, is this a staffing problem? I mean, are they not telling him where he's supposed to go or does he forget? Or it is a long trip. And maybe he's just a little tired. Maybe he only can work a few hours a day. So Let's hope so. All right. And back home, Raymond, Kamala was taking care of the major issues facing the country. I am going to implement the will of the voters. Uh, they passed medical marijuana overwhelmingly. And my view is, is we have a process in Florida. When that happens, then we shouldn't play games with it. We should just simply implement it. Now, I'm not... As far as Hawaii came here to Tampa for the Moms for Liberty Summit, the organizers say the organization is gaining momentum. 2022 is the year of the parents. 500 women and a handful of men packed into the Tampa Marriott Water Street on Friday to attend the Moms for Liberty Joyful Warriors National Summit. We have drawn a very clear line in the sand that says our school system is for educating kids, not indoctrinating kids. DeSantis. Fields. Jason. Rob, good evening. It's good to be with you. You know, I'm standing right now. We've heard from some of the victims' families ahead of the sentencing trial, including a father who says that this next chapter could bring a sense of closure, but justice may never be found. Opening statements just days away to determine the fate of confessed Parkland school shooter Nicholas Cruz, the 23-year-old responsible for the deadliest mass shooting that has ever gone to trial. 
For Tom Hoyer, this next chapter has been met with patience and insurmountable pain. It's very much a legal process. And, uh, you know, I cope by knowing that, you know, this is a chapter of my life that's going to close at some point in the next several months. His son, Luke Hoyer. This on the day her new book drops is available wherever books are sold. It's called My American Life. There it is with her family. Looks like they're ready for action. The forward by Senator Ted Cruz. Congresswoman Bobart, welcome back. How are you? Greg, it is so great to be with you. A lot of Republicans are making new books, especially Christy Noam, Dick Morris, Lauren Bobart, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Don Jr. has a new has a book. A lot of people go read their books. It's amazing. I um, love it. I'm going well, to trending it. this morning. Elon Musk's bid to buy Twitter has now led to a lawsuit. Musk is being sued by the social media company after wanting to end his $44 billion purchase of the company. In this lawsuit, Twitter accused Musk of breaching the purchase agreement while causing its share price to tank. Twitter's New York. that already smells like ass. True, New Yorkers are worried about crime, disease, and inflation can now add nuclear radiation. New York City's emergency management department produced a PSA, or PSA, on how to survive a nuclear bomb, which is exactly what I was worried about as a naked man was fondling himself in front of me on the R train. Actually, I was praying for a nuclear bomb. Roll it, Ricardo. So there's been a nuclear attack. Don't ask me how or why, just know that the big one has hit, okay? So, what do we do? There are three... Yeah, what the hell do we do? Hmm. ...important steps that I want you to remember. Don't ask me how or why? Well, that's convenient. No backstory on why we got nukes? I'll make up my own. Biden thought he was pressing the button for the nurse. But please tell me the steps, lady dressed like Steve Jobs. Step one, get inside fast. You, your friends, your family, get inside. And no, staying in the car is not an option. You need to get into a building and move away from the windows. Step two, stay inside. Shut all doors and windows. Have a basement? Head there. If you don't have one, get as far into the middle of the building as possible. So, wow, staying in cars is not an option. Uh, what will comedians like Jamie do? <laughs> and that's where, that's where he lives. <laughs> or divorced comics. That or Elon Musk. That is. But what if you're outside after the blast? If you were outside after the blast, get clean immediately. Remove and bag all outer clothing to keep radioactive dust or ash away from your body. Step three, stay tuned. Follow media for more information. Don't forget to sign up for Notify NYC for official alerts and updates. And don't go outside until officials say it's safe. All right, you've got this. <laughs> you got this? That's New York City for you these days. Oh, my God. And yes. It's terrible.
All right, folks. Next. And we're seeing limited movement in Hong Kong on the same story. So it's repeating itself in Asia. It's jarring those who think, thought that at least we were over this. At least there, that is not the case. And there are spikes in cases here as well. Dr. Anthony Fauci knows of what I speak. He had to endure COVID himself and a pretty bad case of it. The White House Chief Medical Advisor joining us now. Doctor, good to have you. How are you feeling? I'm doing real well, Neil. Thank you for asking. I'm actually fully recovered and I'm essentially back to normal. Thank goodness. Now, you were, you know, being treated again. Uh, was there a flare up after the flare up? What was going on there? Well, what happened is I was initially infected and given my age, uh, at being a risk person at my age, I took Paxlovid. Right. And it successfully diminished the symptoms pretty effectively. And then when I finished the course, I tested myself on a Monday, I was negative, Tuesday negative, Wednesday negative, but then on Thursday, it reverted back to positive. So simultaneously with that, literally within 12 hours, I started to get a return of symptoms with fever, with aches, with uh, you know some little bit of a cough, not very bad. So I went back on Paxlovid for another five days. That cleared things up very well. And now I've been negative for multiple, multiple days since then. So I'm doing very well, thanks. Um, let me ask you about this, because when people heard, oh, my gosh, this has happened, you know, to Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, everyone knows someone who's gotten this again, and sometimes again after that, and uh, they're beginning to wonder about the regimen for treating it. Uh, you know, uh, whether you get two vaccination shots, whether you get a booster, another booster, they just don't know. What do you tell them? Well, I, that, that's a great question, and thank you for giving me the opportunity to clarify it, Neil. There's no doubt that the vaccines themselves, particularly vaccine plus a booster at the appropriate time when you become eligible for a booster, for more than one booster, if you're over 50 years old, you get eligibility for two boosters. One of the things that's clear from the data that even though vaccines, because of the high degree of transmissibility of this virus, don't protect overly well, as it were, against infection. They protect quite well against severe disease leading to hospitals. All right. All right, Biden. All right, Fauci, enough. All right, next. I took a shot. I said, I've run it for three reasons, and no one in my campaign agreed with I said, number Well, look, uh, as you accurately pointed out, when... Uh, we predicted, I predicted he was going to attack. Others were saying, no, he's not going to. He's going to. How long is this going to last? How, how long is this onslaught going to last? How long onslaught is it going to take? When we're there, till it takes whatever time it takes. We cannot let him prevail. It can take months. It can take years. There are those who thought with the last administration, we sort of walked away from the Middle East. That my hope is that the Republican Party moves back to a norm, normal position. It's not this mega party that it's become in many ways. Horrible news for your wallet. New data today released. 
Yes. You're coming under a lot of fire for your fist bump with the crown prince. <laughs> I just wanted to give you a chance to respond to that. But also, how can you be sure that another incident, another murder like Jamal Khashoggi won't happen again? God love you. What a silly question. We had a good, we had a good discussion on ensuring global energy security and adequate oil supplies to support global economic growth, and that will begin shortly. On gas prices, if I may, you said that we'll see relief at some point in the not-too-distant future. What is the message to Americans who are looking for that relief now? When should they expect to see a real change in prices, though they've already There's been coming down? Change. They've already been coming down. That's right. They've been coming down every single day, the best of my knowledge. When will we see the impact of this visit? I suspect you won't see that for another a couple weeks. And, 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 we'll, and we'll see more when we see gas stations start to lower their price consistent with what they're paying for the oil. promising during the 2020 presidential campaign to make Saudi Arabia a pariah for the murder of Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Here is a great example. These are normally paid $2 at the most, maybe three something a bag, $5.50, I believe. Dairy prices are up 13.5% from a year ago. Meats up 13.8%. I buy zero meat. There's no meat in here. And just staying in your home or buying one is more expensive. Home prices and rents up 5.6% from 2021. You got to make a decision whether or not you're going to pay your rent or go buy some food. And many of these skyrocketing prices, gas, groceries, and rent, are necessities. Those are areas that most... ...school and the Oakley School. We're going to read things. If there's children watching, cover their ears. He began to... I'm going to stop you right there, sir. I'm going to stop you right there. Turn the microphone off. Wow. Wow. Joining me now is that father. He's also the Florida chapter president of No Left Turn in Education, Bruce Friedman. Bruce, thank you for joining us. I'm blown away. This hat keeps happening over and over again. So you're reading from a book that, that was in the school board district in, in, in one of the libraries, and they stopped you because they thought it was too, too aggressive for you to read in public, right? They thought that my reading of this would be a FCC violation because it is pornographic. Yet, it'll be in a library. How old are these kids that can access this library? school I was standing in for the meeting is the Fleming Island High School, so 9th through 12th. Mm -hmm. And can other younger kids get into that the, the library where this, some of these books can be found? Not necessarily, but... Kids take books home. They have a little. All right. Next, Arizona Senate. Here we go. Arizona holds a key to this republic. 245 years we've been building this, and great men and women have gone to battle for it. Guys, I'm in this to win it, to beat Mark Kelly and that George Soros machine. It is not for the faint of heart. This is a not for, you know, the young at heart. It's not for California globalists. This is for all the marbles. That's why I'm in this, guys. Send someone who's been a uh, college linebacker, a paratrooper, a builder of billion-dollar companies to make sure that those paychecks were there with those people. We've already invested. We've built nine offices across this state, already made over a million phone calls. We are ready to do battle with that George Soros and Kelly machine to save this republic. <laughs>
you, Mr. Masters. Next to General McGuire. John, thank you very much. Thanks to Newsmax for having us. It's great to have you in Phoenix. Faith, family, duty. That's the paradigm that I've lived by my entire career. Only by the grace of God and his divine providence am I standing here before you tonight. My lovely wife, Debbie, three daughters, two grandkids, is the reason I'm up here. And on the duty side, I took an oath to protect and defend this nation and wore the cloth of the nation for nearly 38 years. And I've never felt the threat of the republic pulled tighter. And unlike the other candidates on the stage, the one thing that differentiates me... All right, next. ...trying to screw up every... ...developing it for years, and he makes money, and he'll always have work. Unless the woke mob gets in the way. You know, they are trying to screw up everything. They see racism everywhere. Quite frankly, it doesn't matter what color you are. It's happening where he works. It's happening in so many unsuspecting places like this institution, the Guggenheim Museum in New York. Have you ever heard of it? Uh, Frank Lloyd Wright designed this uh, facility. It's, uh, it's the first museum I visited on a field trip in the fourth grade. It is pretty cool. It's not my thing. It wasn't my choice, but take a look at it now. It's, uh, well, it's the same classic design. Inside, it's got like a ramp. And uh, it's a very cool place. Um, I'm less bored. They're trying to cancel museums. I'm not a fan of museums, but I like museums. Um, yeah. Whatever. Museums are cool. They're trying to cancel it. Whatever. Um, and I think they shouldn't. Next, New York Times Ray's, Ray Epps. Here we go. January 6th committee hearings are happening. One of the undercovered elements of all of this is what exactly was the role of police informants, FBI, and others in the actual riot at the Capitol. Now, we are no way saying that they are the ones who are fully responsible for it. Obviously, Trump is the one who started Stop the Steal and that. But we do know that there were informants that were there, and there's been a long-standing question as to what the level of involvement was, how much did they know. If they did know and they had so many informants, why did it happen in the first place? These are all fantastic questions. You don't have to be a conspiracy theorist. There's a video that has been come out. Fellow protesters were saying, yeah, what? I don't even like to say it because I'll be arrested. Well, let's not say it. We need, we need to say go. It. I'll say it. All right. We need to go in. Shut the fuck up, Boomer. To the Capitol. Face bed posting? Yeah. <laughs> we need to go into the Capitol. I didn't see that coming. Okay. We are going to the Capitol where our problems are. It's that direction. He spread the word. All right. No, Dave, but one more thing. Yeah, so can we go up there? No. When we go in. Are we going to get arrested when we go up there? Yeah, we don't need to get shot. Oh my god, that's insane. Ray Epps, that's the footage that they're trying to bring to the committee. Alright. Alright, next. Part of my message today is law enforcement alone is not going to be enough to make sure that we reduce 
the use and spread of fentanyl. One of the most important tools that we have as a state to help us deal with the spread of fentanyl is parents. I've heard Civil unrest and gang warfare. We've discussed the border crisis, the opioid crisis, the drug crisis, and the crime crisis on this program many, many times. But there's unfortunately another crisis that is rarely discussed publicly, but it's impacting American culture, interpersonal relationships, and... So Joe Biden's big international trip has been one disaster after the next. Yes, it is. And I'm not a fan of it. I, I said it. It's disastrous, and we'll discuss it in a minute. Five conservative leadership candidates hoping to become the next British Prime Minister have been busy canvassing support for their campaigns. Former Chancellor Rishi Sunak has received a boost to his campaign after securing an endorsement from a key figure within the party. In the heat of a narrowing contest, the frontrunner to be the next Prime Minister. We're going to do it, and then we're going to go smash Labour in the general election. Right. Maybe the favourite among MPs, but soon the pitch will turn to Tory members. And the dividing line for Rishi Sunak is tax. Did you see yourself as a, as a socialist chancellor? No, absolutely not. You know, I think the number one economic priority we face as a country is inflation. And I want to get a grip of inflation because inflation is what makes a everybody rhino. poorer. And if we don't get a grip of it now, it will last longer. And that's not a good thing. Once we've done that, I will deliver tax cuts. And today, the Chancellor secured key red wall backing from this man, the Tees Valley Mayor. In the studio spotlight, it was the underdog who polled best with the public. Tom Sigurdhat, is Boris Johnson an honest man? going to have a 10-year plan that would deliver growth, not just in London. It is to run a country, especially in a crisis, uh, as opposed to yelling every day from the cheap seats. And remember how Scott Morrison got everything wrong, right? The vaccine rollout was all wrong, the economic stimulus all wrong, the testing regimes and National Cabinet. Alba wanted to get rid of National Cabinet. But look at the lunacy of what we were told this week from the Treasurer and the Health Minister. Both men refused to extend the free rat unit scheme for concession card holders and the pandemic leave disaster payment had to end, despite the fact that we were heading for a new higher spike next month. Well, there are a range of COVID support payments which were designed by uh, our predecessors to end uh, at a certain point and to restart them. Uh, would cost a considerable amount of money. And what we've tried to be is upfront about the challenges that we face in the budget. Uh, unfortunately, there is not room in the budget. Insane, insane, insane. All right. All right. My thoughts about Joe Biden. His trip was terrible. I didn't like it. I think Trump would have been better. Um, yeah, and I'm not a fan of him, of just going off schedule, he went off schedule, not a fan, alright folks, let's get to our um, 
city complaints. Next, city of sake uh, complaints. What do we got this week? Here we go. Just give us a minute. All right. Um, this week on July 19th is the city council meeting. I'll be going. Um, whoever wants to go, it's in person on Tuesday, 7 p.m. Um, and one thing I have to say. I've been mad about, um, these flyers. You know these, um, random flyers that, um, you get on, like, junk cars, junk car, um, junk car for cash or something? I don't know what it is. I am upset about it. I've been getting it. I'm not happy about it. I'm going to be talking about it uh, at the meeting, and that's it, folks. All right. That's all for t this week. Until next week, I got to head out. Um, October is a time that we plan to do our um, official uh, move to Israel. That's the schedule for now. We are officially going out of the country from October till June um, this coming year. It's amazing. We'll be doing, um, so the announcement is we might be doing some stuff, a little different stuff going on out in Israel. So stay tuned for that kind of amazing work um, for that uh, kind of work. I'm planning I'm planning on to do some stuff like um different interviews with different people throughout the entire uh Israel throughout the entire Israel. So I'm thinking about it so you can enjoy my trip in Israel. Have a wonderful week. Until next time, next week, we'll be back on and enjoy your enjoy. Before we go, today is the 17th of Tammuz, which is the uh, destruction of the Second Temple. Listen to this, 17th of Tammuz, Devar uh, Torah from... Vasar Batamuz is a fast day, commemorating the fall of Jerusalem to foreign hands. Twice in our national history, a foreign army broke through the walls of the holy city on this day. 
It marks the beginning of the three weeks, a period of intense mourning that culminates with Tisha B'Av, the day the temple was destroyed. And if that's not enough tragedy for one day, the Mishnah lists four other calamities that took place on the 17th of Tammuz. The first one was at Mount Sinai. This was the day that Moshe shattered the Luchot, the tablets of the Ten Commandments, upon seeing the golden calf. Then, during the Babylonian siege of the first temple, it was the day the Kohanim ran out of animals. So basically, 17th of Thomas is a sad day. We fast, and we pray, and we mourn. And, and it's the start of uh, mourning, um, called the three weeks, and then it goes into nine days. Um, Sephardic Jews have a tradition to do only one week where they, which is called the Shavua Shachabo, one week before Tisha B'Av, um, where we don't listen to music, don't eat meat, not having, sh not shaving, not having uh, haircuts. And it's a sad time uh, because the second temple and the first temple was destroyed. Um, and... And we, we say each year, God willing, we will have Messiah come and and have the third temple, God willing. Until then, may Messiah come. God will have, will have Messiah come very soon. Until then. If not, we'll speak next week.